I love sushi. I love Japan, period. Mm -hmm. The tea ceremonies. J-Rock! Garuga Mesh! Oh, yeah! I love anime! And manga! And gaming! Oh, GDR! Smiley K! Hey! Sakura-kan that part of America that is it's simultaneously the best and really worst part Fucking of America <laughs> because there is still a part of it and it, there, I don't know, like where does where does it get burned into your blood where you're some part of you is like yeah we'll show them well and I don't know where national pride there, but I, it's weird like we're the only one who's like oh I didn't start it but I'll finish yeah. like the, and I don't Not know why best, that's but it like it eliminates the curiosity of seeing or entertaining anything else. <laughs> We're the best. Well, uh, our country just developed tech. We're the best. Yeah, <laughs> we landed on the moon. All right. Oh yeah. There's definitely because it's like no, we're. We're pretty awful, and we're responsible <laughs> for a lot of heinous, uh, un like unforgivable things. But at the same time, it is like, hey. What are you talking about? I don't know. There's still a part where, like, when Hulk Hogan comes out with an American flag, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Real yeah. American. When you hear real American, you're like, yeah, I am a real American, too. Yeah. And uh, But in Japan, I mean, all that. Uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, surprisingly, it does not serve you very well in Japan. <laughs> I would say abroad everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if oh, yeah. I'll pretend I'm with the uh, American-style umbros and fanny pack, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're gonna be frowned upon. Welcome to Laser Time, I guess. Why is it white <laughs> countries and only white countries? <laughs> oh, man. No. No. I am Chris Antista. Hey, Henry Gilbert. Social justice warrior Henry Gilbert. Hey. And, uh, uh, officially. Brett. Brett. And special guest with us once again, we have our resident hipster Waldo Brony Virgin. Oh, man. <laughs> so right. Greg, Greg Amanmorum. Uh, just that somebody called you that recently. Someone called well, so someone called me a, a virgin brony recently, and uh, the waiter at Macaroni Grill actually called me a <laughs> <laughs> hipster Waldo. I think he meant it as a. I think he meant it as a like a compliment because mm. I mean they work for tips there, right? Uh, so, uh, we're making a video with all of us in it, and I just wanted to stop it like Roadrunner <laughs> style and put that underneath your name. Hipster. Don't go to. Can I say don't go to Macaroni Grill? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's please. Terrible. Yeah, they, they stole my debit card. They're a valued just, sponsor. Straight up. Wow. <laughs> Off, like aside from even that, they, they even you. That, was, Wait, what, they video, what video is he in that you get that you're totally. playing the Wiley? Oh, you'll see. Thing. You'll see. It's it could be totally possible, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I I don't get to be in it. You're already in it. Don't worry. about Oh it. well, now I'm worried. Okay, it should be. What uh, can we call you? Anyway, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide. You put uh, me to sleep here, guys. <laughs> Weeboo Bieber. Oh, <laughs> I saw the word. I had this haircut first. What was it we were doing? We were uh, showing off. Uh, what so, you, so, so you're back like, because last November, I think, you did an episode where you lived in Japan for four years. Yeah. And you gave some actual, like, measured thoughts about uh, the experience there. And, uh, and we, we called it More on Japan. Well, yeah, which is a delicious pun. Um, but but the episode was really well received, and people were like, that was informative, but also mm-hmm. quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so encouraging to to have 
people on the internet praise you and not just call you a virgin brony, which may, which may have been meant as praise. I don't you know. were wearing a jacket, a controversial jacket. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, I wish I had been on that episode because I I am a fan of Japanese culture. And I'm sure you had a very important Bart train not to take. Well, there's. <laughs> I don't think I was in fight. You know the Japanese don't mind taking trains. <laughs> they love trains. Well, mm-hmm. we we can make up for it right now because uh-huh. I've got even more to get off my chest. Whoa, Greg Moore. Great. Even oh, that can be. The, I sold. I sold I call one of our mutual friends on the idea. It's just you, you were not sold on it the other day. I'm just like. And the Japanese are just aliens all the way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, 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 they like making contact on occasion when they need to trade goods, mm-hmm. but they have no interest <laughs> in interacting with the rest of humanity. There's very much a, an island. Like, you know, they bring up, not I don't even want to say they, but a lot of people in Japan bring up th- this island mentality you know like, mm-hmm. well it is an island nation after all I mean, yeah there are many of those i don't <laughs> like that excuse like, yeah it does call, and you know my friend who is from new zealand and he he was new zealand huh? pretty set in his weird ass ways but he was not like he wouldn't stand for that excuse he's right, like right, you're, right. yeah you're bigger i wish i could do his boys but you're bigger you're yeah, been watching a lot of Flight of the Concords. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. He, he, he kind of sounds Marines like Murray too. Murray, is he, you're bigger Please. than us. You got more people, and you. <laughs> we do fuck all in New Zealand. And you were never <laughs> a prison. <laughs> I make cabinets on the mountain. Yeah. So wait, was New Zealand a prison? Zeal- I don't think New Zealand was a Australia prison. Australia only the prison. I mean, they definitely kill the indigenous people. Well, he well, so he's actually a jester in the court yeah. of the king. And that there's a whole podcast just about that guy. He was, he was half Maori, so he, he had oh a lot shit, of really? Ooh. Yeah, but um, I do love but isn't, rabbit proof fence. But isn't yeah. part of the the whole island nation? It's it's. Part of it's the island thing, but it's also like it was really iso- like it, like kept out of the world loop till the eighteen hundreds, and yeah, then well, even when it was that in- was uh, you know, and then when it was integrated, it was like, hey, we should start conquering everybody. Well, there, Boy, there, there, there were a few more steps, but yeah, so it's like, history. There, like, there was, was it? Hey, maybe we can do this better than everybody. Well, they were consciously closed off mm-hmm. to outside. Yeah, uh, you know. Influences. And then at the start of The Last Samurai, they opened up. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Commodore well, Perry, everybody. Well, you know, and I, I you know, they, they were open to trade with only, uh, I think, only the, the Dutch and the Portuguese for a long time, and maybe also the Chinese. Which um, explains Yuri. It does. It does, in <laughs> fact. Well, Gotta get him on here eventually. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, and relations between Brazil and Japan are pretty good. But uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's another podcast. China and Japan? Not so much. Not so much, no. Yeah. But uh, I, ever since they made up with that card of kanji, they never forgave the Yeah, Japanese. that is so... <laughs> what are you talking about? I need, As I need, somebody studying who, who's, who's taken a stab at studying Japanese, like it just seems so crazy to me that like, with kana, you've got an alphabet. Like You've got this alphabet here, like two, yeah. like two different sets of 50 characters. That seems like enough to communicate. Yeah. But but then is my understanding was like at some point a very long time ago they saw the Chinese alphabet and thought that's cool but we want it to mean what we want it to mean. And uh yeah well I think yes it's just no. things get kind of mixed up over time. Yeah. So like when it, when they first started writing at all they they only had Chinese. They wrote in Chinese and they okay. kind of they kind of like you know 
crammed it into a language that was not built for that kind of writing system. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact of the matter is, kanji is not a particularly good writing system for Japanese. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened in Korea. Korea eventually reached a point where I think it was actually one guy. It was a king. It was just like f this. This is, everybody's getting my haircut. This is dumb. I will make a better writing system, <laughs> and he did. And it's it's like the only writing system that's been just developed by a single dude. So it's all logic. It's designed mm. by logic, you know. Uh, mm. Japan has kept the kanji, and well, kanji I, can mean so many different things. Like when you pick a name, you 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 just pick it based on like stroke marks and like this, yeah, there, this one character can mean like eight different things in kanji. Yeah, and so you're right that uh, sometimes. They're they mean different things in Japanese, or like mm-hmm. there, there'll be two kanji that mean a word, and a Chinese person would look at that and be like, "We would never use those characters to express that thing." You know? That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these mean house, but in Japanese it means uh, DVD. There is yeah, <laughs> ancient DVD. And there is a case DVD. to be made for uh, just abandoning kanji and mm-hmm. introducing the space. Space? Yeah, well, oh. which is what Korea did, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you can, because the problem is, if you get rid of kanji, it's just like a long string of. Well, that's this yeah. is really boring. Kana just, boring? Kana <laughs> just is like it's a just a bunch of letters all together. Like sometimes yeah. you'll see it. Well, in tweets, I've seen it like westernized with like commas and punctuation. And yeah, punctuation and if, stuff. If but. you play Famicom games, because they didn't have they didn't have the tech <laughs> to, or they didn't have the space, I guess, on the cartridges to insert a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, word bank of all the kanji, uh, so it would just be kana the whole time, and it's really annoying to read because you just have a string of yeah, characters. Yeah. You can't tell where one word ends and the other. But the meanwhile, the localization when they can finally start putting kanji, and then in five characters you say something that in English would take six or like twenty characters. Yeah, it's actually yeah. You can tweet like in, like yes. paragraphs. Totally unfair for Twitter. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's also really annoying to sift through Japanese tweets because they're all really but, long. Uh, Ooh. But uh, last time you related sp- some specific stories, so does this time, uh, do you have something on your chest you wanted to... Well, like, yeah, there's just, so a lot of my experiences, mostly the positive ones... Mm-hmm. Should you take uh, your jacket off? You seem like you're getting warm. Uh, all right. <laughs> do it. Uh, you don't have to. You take don't your have to. Do it, hip It's going to get Take it off. Just yeah. slow slow down, so, yeah. I want to enjoy this. Like that. All right, well, so, so uh, a lot of my... <laughs> A lot of we my more positive. just under the ten minute mark for a fart, by the way. Really? Oh, Did man. It yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a duck. I can't. That's oh. what your hat says. <laughs> <laughs> Time keeps on slipping. So I first went to Japan as a student, and pretty early on, uh, before I had made a lot of friends, I discovered this place called the Rosetta Stone. Ah, uh, yes. And I have to like I, I kind of just wanted to plot about this place for an episode because oh, it was whoa. it was it was whoa. I thought those were just sunglasses. No. They're not. They're the magic kind. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, I so, hear the story. Yeah. So so I was there as a student. This was back in this was back in fall two thousand five. And um That's when I moved to California. It was like man, pivotal time for all of us. It really was. But um isn't that when the G. I. Joe movie came out too? That was no, later. that was later. That was two thousand nine or something. I didn't see it. Anyway, so <laughs> um yeah, so we had just moved into our dorms because there's a there's a two week orientation in another city, and then we moved to Nagoya, which is where I was, and went to uh, our dorms. And I still hadn't really made a lot of friends, and there were a lot of kind of lonely nights because you're in a completely foreign place, you don't really know anyone, you don't I know love a lonely night. you don't really know what you're doing, right? But I did have like, you know, I'd been studying Japanese for five years at that point, and I was 
making it a mission to you know use it because I you know back home I was in these Japanese classes I was always behind everyone because I was like the only one in my class who'd never been to Japan mm. so uh, one night I was like particularly bored feeling kind of lonesome so I was like alright I'm just gonna go walk around see if there's anything cool in the area I'm walking and I find this bar called the Rosetta Stone which uh, was like this big bright red place all dim inside and I was like that looks like it might have a nice uh, sort of atmosphere going on so i go inside uh but i'm still feeling like very self-conscious as like you know lone white guy who's mm. you know uncharted territory you know? so yeah. when you walk in do they assume you're going to steal their money or their women well i i thought probably there'd be a mix of both <laughs> and so and it's this t- it's like a a little bigger than a hole in the wall kind of place it's a it's maybe the size of the room we're in right now huh. and, what? Uh, yeah the bar yeah the and studio, huh? The, it's yeah, it's not. It was not big, and huh. you've got you've got like I guess seven stools at this bar, and no, there, there are six people sitting there, and they look like they're all best friends, and they're all chatting and drinking. And then there's tables, so I, I go and sit at one of the tables by myself because I'm like I don't want to tr- like jump into this sure. crowd of like not, people. I'm not ready yeah. to acclimate. But at least yeah, you brought you know. your Game Boy Advance, right? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was like, okay. never been more thankful for. Insert hilarious game from uh, that time. Battle Network Four. Boktai. Slime. I'm doing so good playing Boktai in this dank. Just bar. go to a yeah, <laughs> go to a dank bar and play. But uh, so I sit there and the bartender is immediately like, "Hey, what are you doing there by yourself?" I'm like, "Wow." Well, he's like, "Come on, join us." I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Man, they're not scared at all." And so I go up and squeeze in between like. Some cool looking dude with like a Rastafarian hat, mm-hmm. and then well, like some beautiful like Japanese guy with a yeah yeah that, that reggae was really big in Japan for a long time, and uh, <laughs> something's always really big in Japan, right? <laughs> I think, but they never really die out. They just mm-hmm. stay like you could probably still no. I, I, they I always, love trends as opposed yeah. to America. I think white people are great at uh, adopting or stealing other cultures, mm-hmm. but at least the Japanese do make their own culture on occasion. Oh yeah, and uh, yes. what are you but talking about? American we have the culture. chicken dance. What about fat people? Huh? Well, yeah. That's a, that's a culture. Yes, we are <laughs> Soul responsible music for the fat boys. That we Opening steal. night at <laughs> everything we steal from black people. Yes, exactly. But hip hop. Like, yeah, but the Japanese are also, are also yeah, fantastic archivists who don't get rid of pop culture love of any kind. Yeah, we have right. a, we have more of a tendency to get like super into say Australians, yes, and then be like never talking. And about then them boo again. Australians. Yeah, yeah you, you make know, fun of them. Do you actually like Susan Powder? Wait, that's not her. Susan uh, Vega. Susan <laughs> Vega. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, that, Natalie yeah, Imbruglia. Sorry. But all right, so, so Rastafarian <laughs> Asian. And, yeah, and like this sultry, like straight out of a detective. <laughs> movie lady, you know, mm. and I'm like, yeah, I'll sit between these two folks, mm. and 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 the whole night they're just everyone there is super welcoming and curious, and they're just asking me all these questions, and like, oh, where do you come from? What's it like? What do you like about Japan? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I'm, this is my first real success story of applying these five years of Japanese. And I was like so frustrated at that point. <laughs> My name is Greg Moore. Yeah, well, it's just like... <laughs> where know, is the door? Where is the like train a, station? You like study America something for so long without any uh, real proof yeah, that up. it exists, you know? Yeah. It, like, I was going crazy you in college. Yourself. Just like, yeah, and it was just like, hey, I, I got here by myself. And I, someone who was ra- practically raised by his two big brothers, mm-hmm. that was a really big deal because like this was something... They could never have done. This is all great. Yeah, it was like, I, I built this, you know? Mm. 
And so I ended up going to Rosetta Stone a lot, you know. And by the end of the semester, I had become so close with the owner. We were, like, mm-hmm. playing gigs together because he was a guitarist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like, going on, like, double dates and stuff. <laughs> he was, really? I was, like, introducing him to my friend. And he was, like, 36 at the time. And I was and you're, like, 21. I was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we, like, a true friend, you know. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who drove me to the airport when I left. And I missed it so much when I was back in the States for my last semester that um, after I graduated, I was finally just like, you know, I've got nothing else going on. I needed a job anyway. I'm, I'm going to try and go back to Nagoya only because I miss those guys. Yeah, you do wow. bring up Rosetta Stone. Like. It's, I bring it up all the time. It was like a uh, little piece of heaven. It's, it's, when, we, when we were to TGS in 2012, mm-hmm. I remember you went there early and went back there yeah, for the first actually, time. Yeah, like, I, I went to Japan like a week and a half early so I could do Nagoya and yeah, like Rosetta Stone. But it's like it was still, still there. there and the same people. Well, it's funny. So there's a story here. Um, okay. Back in uh, 2010, uh, just before I left Japan, um, well, I, I guess to fill in the gap. So I did go back to Japan and reunited with the Rosetta Stone people and they continued to shape my life for the next three and a half years. Mm-hmm. As I was about to leave... Um, there, so this is an area of the city where there were like five colleges within like a couple mile radius. That's and, where I grew um, up. Yeah, exactly. It's just like oh, it is. It, it, we had like four or five colleges. Oh, okay. So I, the, I do. I do it, know. It, the it town. has been described as the Tallahassee of <laughs> Japan. <so. laughs> well, all Japan feels like Florida to me. Like um, it is as humid. Yeah, it's pretty, like, pretty humid. Very yeah. green, very humid. Lots of kudzu, I believe, oh, yeah. which is an American name. Uh, kudzu, kudzu in J- Japanese means uh, like kudzu. like scum. Does it? <laughs> yeah, that's such a small difference from kudzu. kudzu. It's uh, yeah. You should learn the word kudzu because you can call people that. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, kudzu. You <laughs> filthy fucking kudzu. <laughs> so, so one of one of these colleges was like the 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 campus was right next to Rosetta Stone, and they had. I guess the campus, it was a private college that was somehow affiliated with a nearby Buddhist temple. It was a really beautiful temple in the area. Um, but the, I guess they had decided to expand the campus, which meant uprooting, like, you know, 20 local businesses, which <laughs> is, like, kind of wow. messed up. And a lot of, and I guess they had this Buddhist temple tie, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of corruption in this, like, in the Buddhist temple industry in Japan. What? Yeah. It's not. It's not how it should be. And <laughs> they just like smuggling statues of Buddha. Well, it's just it's an institution. Any anything right, that's yeah. an institution that is like above all worldly. Is it the same with Shinto as well? Or who's well? Because Shinto is not exactly the same level of institution. You know, it's it's mm. kind of a vague. I mean. For all I know, it might be, but I feel like I heard this a lot more about the, the Buddhist temple. Is, is above reproach, so they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, and they this can is double park on Sundays. Not, this exactly. is absolutely not a knock against Buddhism. They can it's, cut the tags off mattresses. It's an it's an institution that sometimes you see examples of corruption, um, and I guess they were being really pushy with the mm. local businesses. And a bunch of people just kind of threw in the towel and left. There was this jazz bar next to Rosetta Stone. Paying protection for Zen. Yeah, it was like... So there was a jazz, there was a jazz bar that had been around forever. The owner was like this grizzled like 70-year-old guy. And he was just like, eh, I'm leaving. And like I saw it boarded up and like spray-painted like to be dis- demolished. I was like, jeez. And Rosetta Stone was the last one standing. He was like, I'm not moving until I find a place... 
that won't affect my business negatively and they have to pay me to move because you can't just do this you know and it got to the point that the temple was sending dudes over to like harass him and i remember this one really uncomfortable night i'm sitting there uh, like my, my girlfriend at the time was sitting next to me and this and this guy he was like an old man he's probably like early 70s mm-hmm. he comes and he's like so super- that, that's what a buddhist thug looks like yeah, well this he was like uh, he, he wasn't like a hired goon he was like someone affiliated with the temple but like mm-hmm. he, he went and it was obvious that he was going i don't know if he was sent or if it was his mm-hmm. own volition but he, he clearly came to harass us you know mm-hmm. and he was like causing a lot of trouble and just being loud and like you know he like just like super drunk from the moment he got in, mm-hmm. and the final boss of Bubble Bobble. Yeah, and he's Jeez. he 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 um, took way. note of me mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of I don't, uh, I don't well, want to get you're fouling up his country. I, I don't want to get too political here, but do it. You see a lot of uh, like come on, guys. A, lo- a lot of <laughs> so a lot of religious groups have very conservative tie-ins in Japan. What and. <laughs> Those conservative groups tend to be very nationalist, mm-hmm. and nationalists have a lot of ideas about foreigners. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he was being overtly mean to me, but he had a lot of ideas about, he had a lot of assumptions about who I was and what I thought. You know, it was like, surely you're a Christian and all this stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, not all foreigners are Christian. Well, did he first you know? assume you didn't even know the language? Yeah, and he was like speaking weird English, and like he was—I don't know how much of a story to believe. He was saying stuff about like he used to be an undercover cop, and I was like, "There's <laughs> no way you were a cop." And it's just getting like annoying, and you could feel the heat in the in like the the laser eyes from everyone else in the mm-hmm. bar. And these are the most laid-back people I've ever met, and more on that later. But uh. You just feel this tension, and like the owner, who is like Mister Laidback, mm-hmm. he, he's just like you know, it was like a saloon, you know, mm-hmm. it was like bleeding Kansas. He was like, <laughs> you know, wiping it. He was like chipping his ice with his ice chisel, and just like complete silence. He won't look at the guy, and I realized that I'm the only one who can stand to even like humor this guy, mm-hmm. and I am the only one keeping everyone else. Oops, I'm the only one keeping everyone else from, like, exploding into violence, which is exactly <laughs> what the guy wants to happen. Yeah. And we we finally, like, I guess uh, we somehow get his grandson's information. We mm-hmm. call the grandson to pick him up. He's like, hey, he's drunk. You got to get him. Um, and that was just, like, this one isolated episode. That, um, the guy the guy eventually left. And then, like, my buddy, it was serious business. My, brother, or my buddy invested in a, a tape recorder that he kept under the bar mm-hmm. thereafter. To, to tape Buddhist to tape, yeah. thugs? Yeah, because he was like, they'll come <laughs> oh, wow. back, you know? So after all that cleared, he finally... So the place across the street happened to open up, so he finally agreed to move. Across the street? Yeah, like literally, like, the exact same latitude, you know? <laughs> like, just you just walk a few feet. And it was like a slightly bigger place. His business has gotten better. Um, so that was weird when we went back for TGS, and it was like... Basically uh, the same place except mirror image on the other side of the street. Yeah, that yes. Uh, the person who lived in this apartment before moved across. <laughs> so he lived in a mirror image of the apartment after like five years of living here, <laughs> and said it was really confusing, weird, having yeah. to do everything the exact same but yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, that, that is weird. That's something I'm interested in about Japan lately. Is that I, you know, there's all this stuff about immigration in America and, uh-huh. and views on it, but like. 
Compared to America, Japan is is very anti-immigrant, isn't it? Like they they're not that into immigrants uh, coming in. There's no Ellis Island, I tell you that. There's, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a challenge. And My grandfather's on that uh, rock in front of Ellis. Some of the most frustrating experiences at immigration, which is like mm-hmm. the most unhelpful, like socially inept weirdos that you know, and, and like these government jobs are very cushy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have to be polite like the rest of Japan. When you hear about so, Japan's bu- bureaucracy too, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's, and it's it's insane. You know, I had like the place I went for immigration was you know technically the same prefecture, but it was like mm-hmm. further than like like twice the distance of another immigration office that just happened to not be mm-hmm. our prefecture. And so you, you'd be like a three-hour round trip, and you get there, and they'd be like, no, no, you needed this other thing that you don't have. And I'd be like, I looked on your website. I have exactly what it said to bring on the website. And and then it, they're just, like, super condescending. You know, you speak to them in Japanese the whole time, and he'll be like, oh, he'll be like, you need this. And I'll be like, I don't know what that is. And I'll be like... Exactly. It'll be, it'll be a blah, 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 paper, blah, 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 blah. And, like, he's, he uses the English <laughs> word paper. Like, he's, like, this is the most condescending. Paper. It's like, oh, you see, it's a, how you English people, <laughs> how you Americans would say paper. It's like, <laughs> this is the only English you know. <laughs> that is, I, I follow a lot of people. I, several, I follow several people on Twitter who are Americans that live in Japan. And, mm-hmm. and I was just reading one from a guy who said like he's been living there for like 13 years now he says and that he he just tweeted like i just got gaijin stopped again I'm just uh, like yeah. cops like hey let's see your papers kind of thing there, there's well, some, yeah the yeah. whole thing about like our arizona law of like you got to have your papers and all that mm-hmm. and it's like japan has that for how long uh wait say how they like have- they want to see your documentation like yeah. So when you when you live like in like if Japan, they feel like if someone feels like harassing you, I should say. Yeah. Well, and I've heard this may have changed in the last couple of years, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, when you when you live in Japan, or at least when I was there, you you get uh, what they call an alien registration card. We all call it the Gaijin card, <laughs> and it's just a it's just an ID um, saying who you are, where you're from, what you do. Um, but yeah, people can stop you at any time and ask you. Although I've heard that that I heard from that same frustrated Kiwi friend that that's actually illegal, but they do it, you know. Yeah. I've even I was stopped uh, before I knew about all the shenanigans and stuff when I was still a student there. I was hanging out with my my friend who was born and raised in Japan. She's half Japanese, mm-hmm. um, and we both got stopped. And they were like, "Hey, can you show us your ID?" And she shows her Japanese driver's license. They're like, "Whoa, you're Japanese!" <laughs> and she, for probably the ten thousand four hundred seventy second time in her life, yes. <laughs> you know, hi. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's. I read that somebody was making, or I, I read there is this Japanese, uh, Japanese. There's this uh, documentary about. What it's like just to be like half Japanese in Japan, or just to have, you know, be like my blood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, like that you face discrimination just in that way in, in Japan, or yeah. at least we're you're not treated the same. Well, and it's you know, <laughs> and you get which is uh, weird for Americans to think about because if a Japanese person came up to me, he would need to do at least three things to prove he's not Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I think most Americans are just like, well, you're in Asian. I don't know. You're some. <laughs> yeah, like where we do it the other direction, which is like, uh, we're, we have such the melting pot thing where it's like, their homogenous cult, largely homogenous culture, mm-hmm. things tend to stick out more. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's like, even in a whitewashed area where I grew up, well, it is pretty damn white there. It's extremely white. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You don't have to go too far out of any. I mean, even when you get to a, an actual city or an actual place, more than five thousand people live at a time. Mm-hmm. You immediately are 
exposed to, I wouldn't say every race, every culture, mm. but it's like more races, more more cultures. So yeah. the odds of being like, wait, where are you from? <laughs> is isn't as isn't as pronounced, I guess. Right, right. You know, Even though we then go like, where are you from? Mm. Uh, I'm I'm just a black man. <laughs> I see. I'm from Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I was in Tokyo last, I, I was noticing more the... Uh, you were on TV, and we've never played the clip. I was on TV. I think I might have lost the clip, actually. God, yeah, I, I've already told that on Laser Time before. Yeah, but apparently twice, and we were all shocked when you yeah, told Yeah, Greg, I, I, was, I, was, I was interviewed for Japanese TV. Oh, cool. Some of our co-workers just popped up Yeah, we, they popped TV. up a couple weeks for, ago. Do you talk to them about the exact same reason they, they talk to you? Like, apparently every other talk show films white people coming into airports. I think it's just... Well, no, this was... In uh, this is in tourist center yeah, number right. one. It was this is in Shibuya at the, uh, the uh, Hachiko statue, yeah, which is like tourist trap number one in, mm. in, in Tokyo. So but there was still a lot of like cool looking oh, Japanese teenagers hanging yeah. out. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I think they definitely were parked there to be like, all right, a bunch of white people are going to show up. Let's right. talk to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Let's ask them what they think about ninjas. See if they have any pot. <laughs> That's literally what the question was. Though it was See, tied into the. Do the, you have any hip hop? The Wolverine, I think called Wolverine Samurai in Japan, it had just come out, and so they were saying like, "Is this what Americans think ninjas are?" The, <laughs> the Australian the, men. They did ask enough. Well, they asked. <laughs> they, they in the video it was me. Uh, I was in it, and a bunch of other like white people or Americans, but they also had like. Um, uh, like uh, this Australian dad and son, and then like this uh, this black guy who spoke really good Japanese in it too, and so it was it was interesting to see the the people who spoke English and then the uh, people who could reply Japanese on it. So, Greg, you actually did you finally see the Wolverine? No, I didn't. I, oh, I, I watched know, the like, first part. It was actually what, uh, the good. movie's like, good. I'd like to movie. give it a chance. I have a pet peeve in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the movie's guilty of this or not, mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, is Ken Watanabe in that? Because I feel like every role. I feel <laughs> no. like every role. He actually he, isn't. No, he's, he's not. not. They, he's I don't not. think they could afford him. He probably wanted yeah, too not, much yeah. money. No, he, he is in every. Because well, yeah, he's well, not in it, but like uh, well, memoir. But Pat Morita is, and he's been dead for a long time. The wow. thing, the thing I liked about because Carolyn saw it when we, we saw it together, and I mean she's usually maybe not as sensitive, uh, attuned to it as you are, mm-hmm. uh, but she is cognizant of. The way Japan is usually treated in a movie, which is crazy Japan, or like, mm-hmm. isn't it weird? Um, and instead, yes, yes it, it instead it's like that movie never. I don't recall even once going like lol Japan. Like it's treated mm-hmm. like everything there is treated with reverence. Uh, this is the culture. Yeah. Wolverine's the outsider in their culture. Um, and then the one time that something's played for gags. It's like a really funny bit that everyone in the oh, room yeah. was laughing sure. at. It's the Love a, Hotel. Yeah, but, and everyone was, and and it, but it's played so straight and deadpan. Like everyone was like, "Man, that's actually really funny." And it's all, it's not a Japanese thing because it's mm. like I'm sure I could find a Love Hotel or some equivalent thing mm. in the America that's like, what? or if it was in Europe or something. I like do, that. I do have I, a birthday coming up. Well, let's go to Vegas. I'm sure I can find a ridiculous, yeah. obnoxious thing like that. What I also liked in the movie was you get so many films where. It takes place in any country, including Japan, and everybody speaks in English to yeah. make it easier for the. Right. And I won't say they never did it in the Wolverine because I feel like there was one scene where they like, all right, closed door conversation between two Japanese people. Yeah. Let's speak in English now, yeah. but that pretty much didn't happen. That yeah. well, that's that is a major pet peeve. And the other thing though is, it's not characters speaking English per se. It's impossibly eloquent English. Mm. You know, mm. like 
because everything has to be cinematic and and like I've, even the Godzilla trailer which I know everyone loves and <laughs> I do want to see that movie Uh-oh. but there's like some impossibly eloquent monologue coming from what appears to be like a military man like, why <laughs> where like what is he like we like, all know how eloquent those who, guys are in yeah. America well, I'm sure that'll be the part that sticks out about the Godzilla movie. I think to me, <laughs> see, that's the thing. To me, that'll really bother me. You know, and then you you find really random examples of things that get it right. The uh, the uh, the movie Ramen Girl with Brittany Murphy. Oh, that movie! Can't I, recommend I, that enough. It. it was uh, it was uh, yeah. That's it's that exact kind of thing where it's like this has no reason to be good or. Worth it's called Ramen Girl. It seems like it's yeah. already off on the wrong foot. But their their portrayal of. The interactions between whitey and Japanese <laughs> culture are pretty spot on, and they even like bring up like lesser publicized issues in mm-hmm. in cinema. Like uh, she dates this guy who re- reveals that his his grandparents were Korean, so he got bullied when he was a kid, and it's just like this throwaway line. Where it's like, wow, that's you might meet someone like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, I hope we didn't cover this in the last time you were here, but there was that really quick. You just, I mean, it's the same topic, but. Uh, of a thing you didn't expect to actually treat a subject so well was mm-hmm. binary domain. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Binary of all, domain, of, like, of all games, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's not. I mean, overall, the narrative isn't like you know top choice narrative or anything. Right. But they they do get those interactions pretty well. I like that you you play a bunch of you know Americans, or, or I guess it's an international crew, but you're in Japan and you've got Japanese characters who speak Japanese to each other believable English to you mm. and there's moments of downtime you just kind of walk around like futuristic Tokyo and like take in the sights and the sights look like a, a very real Tokyo that's been futurized it's pretty cool it's about mm-hmm. time I and mean, it looks pretty 80s now yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we could take a break really yeah, quick yeah we should take and, a uh, break what do they call that in Japan Greg a siesta a QK we're gonna take a QK and we will be right back with more tales from the Orient. Oh, hey guys, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who made last week so much fun. The Laser Time Block Cardi, a week of stupid game streams involving stupid kart racing. Uh, and you voted on stuff, including motherfuckers, didn't even think about this, Homie Rollers. Homie Rollers won on uh, Wednesday, and it is just as bad as that one review I gave it all those years ago. Thank you for making... Dude, I played for an hour, never achieved over 8th place. That game fucking sucks. Thanks for reminding the world... Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I wanted to thank you guys a lot for that. And you can find all but two of those archives over on the Laser Time uh, YouTube channel. We archived every single stream that we did with you guys, and it's over on, on youtube.com slash network. We also did a video edition of Video Game Apocalypse, which comes out every Wednesday. We did a video edition of the top five, the top five, I think it's the top five best Mario Kart knockoffs, things that try the try the most to knock off Mario Kart successfully. That was really fun. It was really I've never been a, been that free in making a video before. It was really nice to talk honestly and curse a lot. Thank you for everybody who supported that, especially the follow-up video, 25 Mario Kart clones in 2 minutes, which nobody likes but me. I think half those views are me. Love that song. 
think you're going to love it too. Check it out. But yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, please, uh, not only should you watch it, it really helped us out, but uh, share it with people. If you like if you like that kind of content, maybe, I mean, I'd like to make more. It's just, it's super time intensive. And the video, you know, the views are light, but whatever. It was fun to make. And we want to keep doing stuff like that from here on out. And um, also, I had so much fun streaming stuff as voted on by you guys. I think I want to keep that up. And I'm not really sure how... But I want to talk about that. Obviously, I'm Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm Cantista. You can hit me up there. But I think I want to start like a forum thread. Like, what do we do if we want to stream every day and just be silly, like multiplayer stuff? Like, I don't know. Let's let's figure that out. I want to do that. I have yeah. This, this downtime is a nice little luxury. So let's try and figure that out. Um, and also wanted to plug Cape Crisis this week. Super fun. Dave Rudden has a new episode of Cheap Podcast up. And if you go to LazerTimePodcast.com, you can see all the stuff we've been doing, including the new video series, Guess the Game Commercial, where I take some stupid 80s, 90s game commercial, pull it out of context screen, and old school Talk Radar fans have had a bit of a leg up. But it's it, but beyond that, I love cutting together with the most unnecessarily high-res footage of that particular game. I make a little 30-second sizzle at the end. Please check that out over on uh, YouTube.com slash LazerTimeNetwork. Subscribe, share, tell a friend. Really appreciate you guys' help. I'm having a lot of fun in this weird-ass period. Um, let's see how far I can take it, guys. Now, back to the requested follow-up to Greg's More on Japan uh, Laser Time episode. More on Japan 2. It's a time second segment. All aboard. Let's go. Laser time. <laughs> at some point, it stops being a joke. And yeah, it's just like, like yeah, yeah, like half the people I know are now mad at me. It's whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm trying. Look, I am the ignorant Eric Cartman of this show right now. At not, this point. not as much as you Can think. Stan. Why? Because so, I'm not likable. <laughs> no, never mind. You're talking about Orientalism. Orientalism. Yeah, well, I, I actually wrote my yeah, my non-senior thesis that might as well have been a senior thesis on Orientalism. So you wrote a paper. I wrote a, I wrote the longest paper of my whole college career for a random throwaway class mm. I chose. For because we were talking. Let's about hear it right now. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Sum up your con- in conclusion. Orientalism <laughs> is awesome. Well, it was just you know a survey of that thing, and I probably referred to lots of movies with Ken Watanabe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, you know for. For, for all we have to say about Orientalism mm-hmm. being bad, and you know, I think we're in a place where people are, a lot of people are much more aware of it now. Mm-hmm. You go to Japan, the exact reverse happens constantly, and you get, I guess, people talk about like micro, what do they call it, microaggressions, where <laughs> people, it's these little things. The free that, to play games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you, when you live there for a while, mm-hmm. these little things, some of which are meant with the best of intentions sort of they start to grind away at you you know and eventually you just get very frustrated because people make little remarks they'll see you and be like oh he there's no way he speaks japanese and then Mm -hmm. when you say anything in japanese it's like oh my god your japanese is so good it's like yeah i I have the like i I know how to study or like (laughs) this anyone like i said hello anyone can yeah it, it seems almost condescending when they do that. That's that's what my cousin has told me too. That she, my, I have a cousin who she's lived there now for three years and joined the chat program yeah. and and that uh, though though she's actually half Chinese, but but 
still that she says that she can't she's into cosplaying but she's having trouble making friends with japanese people because they all like this thing ah it's a tourist why even make friends with them they're gonna be gone soon like they may not even speak japanese and she had like one japanese friend Mm -hmm. that uh, that that i i hung out with all of her cosplay friends some of whom who were obnoxious uh danish people (laughs) but uh but others who were cool danish people but it was that was a cool thing that uh i've I've talked about this thing before but it was really neat to go in in shibuya we i i went to i had dinner one night with my cousin and then her all her cosplay friends who was like the her and her girlfriend who are americans then the japanese Mm. girl then uh, two germans and then like three dutch people and then someone from spain and i was like this is this is such a crazy this is the only only if you were a member of the jet program would you have this mix Mm. of people stuck together this this captain planet uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) and then i and then when the germans were talking I also felt out of place there because I was the only person at the table who couldn't speak in Japanese. And so they would have conversations without me. And then I think they felt like they were making me feel left out. So then they would start speaking English. But mm. then they started – that was making me the, the Japanese girl feel left out. And it, I have a lot of meetings like that. Yeah. And a then, lot of that. But, and it was at a, uh, like a German-style like bar. And and huh. the and the waitress there was like German Japanese I think and she just would Man. just float from English to Japanese mm. to to German like like that just easy it was it was pretty it was pretty neat in that way yeah um, beat that Greg <laughs> I do like the German Japanese combo like Oscar <laughs> you would Oscar uh, Oscar Langley saw you let's just talk she's about a, anime she's horrible actually oh she had she had a tough time give her a break but you said the opposite is true about orientalism well just yeah they're just like the you know people being you know often with good intentions very mystified mm. by the west you know and they'll ask you is this what western people think of ninjas and it's like if you're <laughs> like a tourist who's day one in Japan you might ah ha ha yeah you're right it's like well, I'm like, a celebrity who, who would have given us that impression of ninjas if not you <laughs> yeah where but, would that come from the ninja well, like, unless it, I grew up watching Gunsmoke, well, no, I'm pretty so, sure my impression no, that, of the ninjas comes, came, from comes from Japan. Orientalism. That's you know? American it's, fetishism. Yeah, it's just yeah. Some some. I want to have sex with ninjas. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, seriously. It was just a thing in the '80s. Like ninjas are cool. Look, they wear all black and they have swords and stuff. They kill stuff. They're just Kawasaki motorcycles. And it goes back to that like. Well, this is Chinese, but it's like the Fu Manchu of like, oh, it's mystical, the mm-hmm. magical ninja. Like, yeah. And you know, you just. I just remember this this one restaurant I went to. It was called Woodstock, and they served <laughs> what they Birds call what, what they call Western food in Japan. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, it's some kind of. They must be a, a little savvy toward Western things, I guess, Hot right? Dogs I walk in there. Donuts. I walk in there and realize it's like it's a it's totally a mom and pop place, and the mom who's like maybe sixties, sixty year old woman, she sees me and just like freaks out, like not not like. Ah, uh, here comes the judging, she thought. No, the like, jig is up. No, she, she just seems like, oh, you know, like, what do I do? You know? And she seemed like... The facade is falling. Yeah, you know, and I sit down, and she's, like, shaking with her silverware oh. thing. She's like, oh, you know, and I'm like, hi. And she's like, oh. Was she padding she's time the, for Goku to show up? She or had been, you finally like, taken the bait? I just... <laughs> well, and then she's like, Should, can you use chopsticks? I'm like, 
and this you know, was in Japanese to you? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Well, because I, I said hello or something. She's like, oh, you can speak Japanese. And and then she like asked if I can use chopsticks. And then every time she comes to serve me, it just seems like she's like terrified. Like, That's so funny to me. Like that you could that you could be like, yeah, I got I got the language, but chopsticks, I just don't. Uh, it's too hard. <laughs> Well, and it's I just, can't poke yeah. food. It's like, yeah, the capacity of a three-year-old. But, um, Which I'm still really bad with chopsticks, well, by it's the way. Fine. So not, don't get too crazy. I mean, don't it does, right. But, but, wait, but what, what, is there, what was her food? It was like, you know... They had like, Hamburger steak. What, there's, there's typical fare that they refer to as Western food in Japan, and it's all stuff that was invented in Japan, as far as I can tell. There's like the rice omelet. Mm. And they're it's all delicious. It's delicious. You took me to have one yeah. of those. Yeah, I had, it for the, I had it for the first time last year. I really like uh, omi rice. It's yeah. really good, yeah. But it's like ketchup. I, it's, like, when I saw it was red stuff on top, I was like, that's got to be some special sauce or something. It's, it's, it's ketchup. ketchup. Yeah, it's yeah. Just ketchup and eggs. But, uh, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had been through this kind of thing enough at the time that I was like, okay, sh- this isn't... This isn't a reaction motivated by hate, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's nervous. She, I may be the first foreigner she's ever met, and she may have grown up idolizing foreigners since Woodstock. <laughs> you know? uh, she saw, like, Woodstock in a magazine. Yeah, something. I have no idea. But Would you it, sign my Sean and I album? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, she means well, she's probably very nice, but if this is how my day-to-day life is going to be for the next 60 years... I, I can't. I yeah. can't. You know, because like, every day is probably somebody's first foreigner, yeah, exactly, first Greg you know? experience. And it's just like I'm not mad at anyone. I just need to go home. You can't <laughs> take being special anymore. Yeah, and then and the whole time as as I was getting more and more frustrated with that kind of thing happening constantly in Japan, mm-hmm. this book kept bubbling back up into my consciousness. It was a book that it was it was required reading in, when I was a senior in high school, and I, it was. I could never keep up with the reading in high school, mm-hmm. and I didn't. The Hobbit, I, the Outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Lord of the Flies, actually. Separate piece. Oh man, all these will be funny, but um, <laughs> uh, it was uh, Invisible Man by Ralph uh, Ellison, not the sci-fi, oh. the other one. And I, it was a book that I, you know, I didn't keep up with the reading very well. I didn't think I'd really internalize, but it kept coming up in my head. And I was like, you know, I am who I am. I can't speak for all foreigners. I don't know the public consensus on ninjas you know it's like <laughs> i am i am but no one will see that you know i speak japanese to this dude at the store and he responds to me in the worst english ever because he doesn't know that i can speak japanese and i just did or he'll respond to my girlfriend who's japanese mm-hmm. and it's like it's literally like they're looking through me I, you, you know you said that before and, and it made me sad that they'll talk to your girlfriend before they ever talk to you yeah now, now and here's the takeaway so mm-hmm. like i i when i got back to the states and after a year or two i i bought invisible man because it just kept coming up to my head i was like man i really am remembering this book and it's about a black american in the mm-hmm. 40s who feels that way that he he's socially invisible mm-hmm. and i'm reading the book it's a great book you should read it and my takeaway was when i got sick of that i went home Oh, I see. I see. You know, oh, I see. that guy couldn't go. He was home. He was home. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I remember talking so. to you, but I compared it to that Kurt Vonnegut story, uh, DP, a short story with a little black kid who speaks German and growing up in Germany after they're pulling yeah. themselves together after World War II, and everybody calls him Joe Frazier because that's the only <laughs> black person anybody in Germany mm-hmm. knows. And he's like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? I speak the same language. Why... 
Uh, I guess I'm Joe now. I am Joe. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a sh- but if you don't want to read Greg's book, read that short story. Because it's, it's <laughs> read the one I suggested. No, it, because this, well, one's like, this was like ten pages. Uh, I do want to read it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. The other one's the a book. Kind of and I would never recommend mm. reading. That's why Audible sponsors. <laughs> I, I'd say when I, when I visit Japan, just like for the six weeks I've been there as a tourist, mm. like that kind of feeling is novel to me. Yeah, you, know, you don't like, mind it. I'm never, I come from a place where I am the dominant culture, yep. so to be somewhere where you're not is a new feeling, oh. but after a few weeks, I would think that would get pretty that, old. Yeah, and that is how it sounds. You know, like the, when, you're, when you're studying abroad there, and this happened to me as a student, it's just Disneyland. The whole country is Disneyland <laughs> yeah. for four months, and then, and then you realize that you're trying to make it a, a home and make a life there. But I, I, I could, I had, when I was there, I felt like I had I didn't uh, capitalize on this, but I have the excuse to be an ignorant piece of shit as much as I want <laughs> and kind of do anything I want and be like, oh, sorry, I, I, the old Chappelle thing. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not not necessarily that, in, but is it, That's right, what this, they call. this will sound base, but I guess that won't you know change anything about the rest of my mm-hmm. performance on the show. Uh, you can talk to any girl you want. Yeah, and I don't feel that way anywhere. Like anywhere <laughs> yeah. else in the English speaking world, I can talk to any girl I want in Japan. Because you just think eh, it doesn't count. Yeah, or, no, not that it doesn't, that, not not that that it doesn't count, count, but like it doesn't. But because the things that that worry me when like going to talk to a strange girl who speaks my language doesn't worry me there because I'm going to look weird either way. It yeah, can only you know, go up. It can only go up from here. You you do have a sense of um, sort of floating above. The, off the ground, it, you know, you're floating. You're not curious. part of society. You're, mm-hmm. ex, you're. I'm allowed to be fringy. You're a ghost. I'm you know, allowed yeah. to. I'm allowed to cut through the matrix and do the, the things. The you're cool not thing to. is, when you come back to the states, you also get that feeling. If you've been really? away long enough, you have the reverse culture shock. You've been a, you've been away from American society long enough. Do you think that's that the same? Society thing? seems novel in the same way. Do you think that's the same for people who live abroad or just somewhere as foreign as Japan? Uh, I mean, if if it's foreign enough that. You get a distinct sense that you're in a, a different society, which is probably most other places. You know, maybe may, I don't know. If you live in Canada for four years, you might not really feel it that strong. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I always. Japan is the most foreign foreign place I've yeah. ever been. It's so different. It really it, it seems almost literally the case. So that what, what was the thing was wrong? What was the thing that when you left, you were like, "Man, I miss that part." Oh, Japan. Yeah, because they did that better than us. Um, trains that are on time. Just, well, the, well, train, the big yeah. thing for me is you feel safe everywhere all the time. Oh yeah, I love that. About I, it. I love that oh. about it. You know, and is that because you assume you can beat everybody up? Because that's not cool. Well, Nobody no, owns they fucking all, guns. They, there, all know, they all know karate. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, karate. okay. So first of all, yeah, no one has a gun mm-hmm. uh, except organized criminals, and they don't like they're not going to mess with you if you don't mess mm-hmm. with them. Um, you don't. I mean. It, there's just there's very low, the, the, yeah. There's very little violent crime, no, the, and that which there is is like super. You're, it was amplified. One-off. The only thing that bothered me there is the same thing that bothers me here: teenagers in close proximity laughing. It's got to be at my that, expense. So that it, it's yes, got to yes, be at my expense. I hate and, that. Except in, in 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 Japan, I'm like they're definitely laughing. At that me. happens this, all I'm, the time. I hated that feeling so much. <laughs> just like. Well, God, but, God forbid I'm playing DS on the train. But for, <laughs> for Chris and I, when 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 we hear the laughing, like 
I don't know what they're saying. So that's yes. also that's another reason why I want to learn other languages because I don't trust anybody, and so yeah. I don't. I, I want don't to know. Trust him. I, I want to know want if somebody is talking about me. It's better so. to not know, man. Oh, yeah. it's like it's like walking around. With that's no, what I wonder. You take your glasses off and walk around, and you don't like you don't think about anyone's gaze. It's yeah. like it's so liberating. I just got glasses, and like the amount of people who like I have missed making eye contact. At, it's I mean, hell. Maybe, it's terrible. I, I, I worst. I wish it would go away. <laughs> so have you heard? But like people would say things. Yeah, what would people say well, about you? You know, you're giggling and stuff. What's the Japanese like, version of hipster Waldo? Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes they talk directly to you. You know, mm-hmm. giggling way too young girls. You're like, you think I'm cute? And you, you, just know? Pull, you just pull it out. And I'm like, very. And I was an English teacher to kids <laughs> this age, and I was oh. like, great English, but you're don't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, that that is. I don't know if we got to that question the last show, but I am playing a Japanese video game. Mm-hmm. I don't. I won't. I don't want to say what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I'll, I'll bravely avoid that and default <laughs> uh, to just imagine any Japanese game you okay. like. Okay. Uh, there is a lot. It, uh, did Tyler Nagata tell me it was Moe? Uh-huh. The fetishing of underage girls. Uh, they're, 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 well, that's not moe. No, that's moe. I think it tends no, to be so. What the moe? There moe are, is an aesthetic that is often tied in. Yeah, with that. it's localized and funny, but there are so, like there are These, so many things with with people lusting after very young girls that is either supposed to be funny or relatably sexy mm-hmm. in this well localized game that they just couldn't lo- like I don't I don't understand it like how is that it was like wait how well, it, how is this acceptable to bring out here and how, why is this <laughs> acceptable as part of that culture at all Yeah and I mean that's, that's something Explain I the st- culture too. that's something I still wonder about and I and I can't speak with any definitiveness but uh I mean it does seem like it it's always been uh sort of a, a virtue in Japan that women should be like very pure and innocent, you know. Mm-hmm. And who more pure and innocent than little girls? And yeah. I, and I Which, think there's I mean, just some yeah. blurred lines and and I don't know. Like well, it, I mean, even Miyazaki, like his films have been. I think I feel like I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I I feel like I've read an interview with Miyazaki mm-hmm. where he he said he was somewhat disappointed that his films like had been a start had had been like an inspiration for the Moe movement or like not inspiration but. It kind of started the ball rolling. Like if you look, well, for what it's look, worth, most everything Miyazaki did influenced every video game made. So. Yeah, well, and anime and manga. Moe yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is hardly is is hardly held to just video games. Sure. But yeah, his films, most of them star a young girl yeah. who is innocent, but usually is like empowered in some way too. They're yeah, not right. they're not like a baby. Well, and I don't think he sexualizes them. No, the he way does not. A lot of he these games not. do. And, but you like know. he's like you said, Moe is not. Moe does not equal sexualization, but right. the sex gets. Well, my tied understanding up was in. the it was the whole like it was the feelings, not sexual. It was not the sexual. like I wish I could have sex with you, but it that's not what <laughs> but I. But I'm also your big brother, and I yeah. Want to well, it's like you. I want a big body pillow that I can cuddle and cry on, not necessarily put my it. wiener in. Now I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks, Brett. Thanks for some, clearing that up. Your Greg. wiener's there somewhere. <laughs> your wiener's part of the equation. It is, well, but I mean, it's understated. Yeah. It's not the raunchy. I want to. I want to get up in them guts. It's like, it's, <laughs> well, Greg, wow. this was a thought I <laughs> so had. I want to touch up on them butts. This was a thought I had. Uh, I've been thinking over recently. Well, this is turning into Greg. <laughs> now, Greg. Well, I wanted to run this by Greg. That just like, <laughs> All right, go for it. 
So that's, we're doing now literally think, what Japanese people yeah. did to you. Which yeah. is sorry, like, I'm sorry. What's can your I, opinion on Japanese ninjas? Can Craig? I touch you with a stick? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just felt like when I walked around hobby shops in, in Tokyo, mm-hmm. every time yeah, I've been there Ask me now, about harvesting corn. <laughs> every time I've been there now, it's just there's... The porny stuff is like it's not <laughs> behind a wall or no. anything. It's just like it's right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I get this feeling like that, uh, that otaku culture is just like, eh, we're weirdos anyway. So let's just let's just hey, like let our freak flag fly and just yeah. here's the porn we met. We jerk off to it. We don't care. Like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause just like, the lack of. If you go to like a video store, the mm-hmm. the porn section usually is behind a curtain. Uh-huh. But in these like sort of otakui districts, you I get I believe that store's called the Wizard of Bras. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. play on that, that one thing. That's good. Um, yeah, I do. You do see a lot of like very open. Uh, yeah, like in Akiba, that's what I, I saw a ton of that. I, I do. I do sort of enjoy the mindset of. Uh, <laughs> we know you have sexual feelings. Here's a way to. Uh, take care of those without yeah. hurting anyone well yeah there was a very frank uh, you're a man you're gonna need to jerk off frank here's acknowledgement some stuff to jerk off with the, the, I yeah, told the story on 16th podcast do you remember the translation of the USB dick controller when I'm like Greg what does this say oh god well, I forget. it was like the uh, the virtual hole or something you said the or... USB masturbation hole yeah that's <laughs> what it was called it's the literal translation yes it's yeah. like I don't I can't think of any like device in a sex shop here like <laughs> Masturbation pussy. <laughs> it just felt so. I, I don't know. I I I like that those things could be more Jerk separated. Off I, I I would prefer those things to be more separated. That, that's all. It just it makes me feel weird when I'm. Why all I want. I, I just want a cute stuffed animal of a character from an anime that I enjoy. Yeah, okay. I don't then want to see like a twelve year old's oh, asshole. You're like, saying that it's like it's in the same but it's someone on does. the same floor. It's yeah. just like but a what grocery about the people store, that didn't you know? want to see that twelve year old's asshole. It's, it's what just, are they supposed yeah, to Yeah, it's just they like put it on uh, another floor. Every fucking store there is like four four feet square and eight sto- eight stories high. Just put it on the seventh story. I don't know. It's true. We could do that. I was gonna say it's, it's kind of like going to the Safeway, you know. Some mm-hmm. some people want bread. Some people it's some exactly people want like that. Yeah, it's like hey, I didn't want onions. What are onions? <laughs> yeah. I came here for bread. Somebody. Some people want a pre-bleached asshole. <sighs> some yeah, do. I guess it's. I yeah, I think that is just me not like everybody there. Perhaps is just used to the layout of it, and to me, it just seems just open. Like I turn a corner, and uh, this is. It's where the porn is, but to that, but to for normal store layout, maybe that is the secret corner where they this keep porn. Has no it. application, but I saw on a pornography site. Uh, normally, I stay away from the Asian porn. I don't like shit blurred, uh, <laughs> and I don't like some of the noises that are made. And then I saw yeah, I saw one new tag on <laughs> hot Asian girl parentheses. Looks uh, like she's enjoying MW, it. M W doggy no crying. No, cry- no crying was the tag, and, and I was yeah. like, "All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> I feel well. You can learn a lot by watching a culture's porn. I think you can I, learn a lot about a culture by watching. And porn. I, the most, the most similar I felt is when it keeps popping up on my porn channels, which I'm not going to tell you what they are because you cannot sleep with my porn. <laughs> um, but the Japanese newscaster reading the news while someone, uh, <laughs> someone gets at her under the desk. Mm-hmm. That to me, for some reason, is wonderful. 
She it, continues well, that's to straight-facedly read the news. That's what you call a nonchalant porn. Is it? It's, well, no, I, I've coined that term. That's out. Okay. Because okay. they're so nonchalant about, oh, I'm getting... But I'll read the news <laughs> to you. Uh, yeah, I do, wow. The show guess, must go on. That, is, that does seem like a really adult fetish. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to masturbate, but i got to hear the stocks. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what they would... Is there some way I could do both? Yes. I wonder what they would complain about American porn. Is this too, ma- too much fake bronzer? Too many fake boobs? Too much fake broads. Probably, probably like the uh, razor stubble. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably uh, bothersome. Yeah, the girls right. all make the same moaning sound. Um, so yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, that's, you know... I did... I don't watch a lot of straight porn. So I don't I think I, did I tell you guys on the last show about my uh, well, like my, my, a friend I made? Uh, I, I don't think I told this. So, so like when I was stu- studying there, it's better lead to butt stuff. I was well, <laughs> not not that deep down the well, but uh, Whoa. I was. <laughs> uh, so I was walking around campus one evening, mm-hmm. and uh, this random dude sitting on a bench like yells at me, and I'm wearing like these giant headphones. Beats and, by Dre, Welcome to Japan. Yeah, something like that, and he, he's like, hey. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, wow, it's a, it's, it's a local who's not scared of me. And so I walk <laughs> over to him. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey, what are you listening to? I was like, who are you again? And he just like introduces himself to me. He's like, yeah, I was just like kind of wanted to get to know some foreigners, mm-hmm. you know, like just learn about the world. And I've been getting into hip hop lately. So I thought you might know something about hip hop. I was like, I know a thing or two. And we get to chatting. And then listen to this third bass album. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you like, do you know MC Search yet? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, so we, you know, we end up going to dinner, and it was like this really. Together? It was like yeah, and it was you like you were an old man on a bench. No, no, he, he was a kid. He was like oh, he was okay. like nineteen, twenty year old. This is like kid. an NPC subquest where they just <laughs> like it was yeah. And it, it got a little weird for me because like so I'm finally still, the I'm date's still over. He's like, could you find my sister? I don't know like <laughs> how much you should trust people that you're just meeting, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, we'll have to go on my bike. He's like, get on the back, you know. Like, All right. And so I'm like, right. And I'm like, what? I've never wow. ridden on the back of another dude's bike before. So he's standing and pedaling in your. So I'm like, is well, it a motorbike? No, you, there's like a bench on the back, you know, or like a motorcycle. No, no, like a bicycle, like a banana seat, it, 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 wow. sort of. But like, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, am I supposed to like grab his waist or something? Yes, like, I don't yes, know. you are. And he's like, no, you hold, you hold. There's like a thing. You know, like, oh, the handles. I should, <laughs> should have known. <laughs> and we go and we get. Uh, this is my first induction to the the uh, the gyudon place, which is in, like beef bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You guys ever been in the Yoshinoya? I love it. Yeah, it's Yoshinoya. basically uh, like I'd never seen something that looked like this before. I've never I seen meat. It, it was basically like a big bowl, bowl of tripe on rice. <laughs> and I was like, that's With not... With onions. Like, and there's <laughs> onions. Yes, there are onions. And it was like a nickel. <laughs> anyway, so after after dinner, he takes me next door. And I'm like, okay. And I'm still like not sure how much I should trust this guy, but dinner went fine. And he's like, hey, come with me. I'm like, all right, we go next door to... The, it's one of these places that's like a bookstore and a, and a DVD rental shop all in one. It's like six stories. And he's like on a mission, you know. I'm like, what are we doing here? And he's like, just follow me. And we go in, we go up like five flights of stairs, go straight to the back of the building, Uh and there's a curtain. And he's like, follow me. And we go in, and it's just like wall to wall porn. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here with this dude? And he's like, choose anyone. It's my gift to you. Welcome to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't even know what like the VCR situation is at my dorm. How? How to do it? Yeah. No, they're on the same feed as us. And I was just like, I couldn't possibly, but I'll choose one for you. 
And he's like, okay, do that. <laughs> and then a week and then later... Pay, and then he pays for his own porn yeah, yeah, that like, you great. picked out for and, him. Well, and Greg yeah, reaches he's, out and picks yeah. up a box with his face on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And uh, it's a box with you getting off the airplane. Yeah. Your face merged with a light bulb. I asked him a week later. I'm like, so how was it? And he's like, oh, it was great. She had a good voice. Like, oh man, voice. fifteen oh, times. Man. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> fifteen times. Yeah. She had a good face for me to poop on. Yeah, it's this weird emotional <laughs> stuff. And th- I, I started watching more anime lately uh, and, uh, than I had in a while. Just round of applause. Henry, thank you. I, got, I love anime. Uh, but I watched this. I, I, I watched the first couple episodes, but I think I'm done with it. But it at least sounded interesting to me. The name of the anime was uh, Sakura Trick. And it Can was, I do that? Can I do that? What well, was a... Uh, it was like a Yuri anime. Uh, Can they do that? That's two now. What? Two strikes. Uh, uh, Sake and Yuri in the same. I think we got to come down. Sakura, 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 Sakura trick. But it's 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 a lesbian anime. But the uh, a lot of them. So, <laughs> well, the reason I was interested in watching it was because it starts. Most of them I have a very drawn out story where at the end the girls finally get together. But the point of this one was like, oh, the the Not girls a... the girls get together at the very start of this, mm-hmm. and but it was just like. Uh, it's just so lame. It's just this the series like they like it's emotional porn. It's there's they mm. don't have sex, but it's just like let's kiss, kiss, kiss. And mm. It just got boring to a point. But you're, you're uh, weird, Hank. It was just it, I just <laughs> what wanted did to you see, want out of this show when you started I wanted watching to see, it? it was it was a cultural thing I was interested in. I was just like if they did a gay show about a gay relationship, how would they deal with it? And mm-hmm. so this. But it was really just like a lame, it was, like I said, emotional porn. How did you find the treatment of the gays or homos I, in Japan, Greg? I had I had one out gay friend in Japan. He was part of that Rosetta Stone crew. And huh. I feel like it's no wonder because that, that group of people was so close-knit and so open-minded and like... Uh, just the opposite like a of sitcom. Game. Just the opposite. It bit. was very much a Cheers situation. Very, very community. Like, like we're all in this place right now. It and w- we, well, it was a community. We'll group sure. together. Was, well, that first thing where you defy like the people you grew up with, and like, mm-hmm. well, here are the people I'm going to meet now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, and a lot of the people were like late 30s, you mm-hmm. know. So I was pretty young for that crowd, but there were a few young folks too and it was like it really was like you had a true sense of community there'd mm-hmm. be like nights where you'd have music and it'd be like regulars from the bar would come and jam and like even the owner would jam they'd have like uh events that they would hold outside the bar like uh they, they have hanami which is uh when the cherry blossoms come out everyone goes to the park and drinks and eats <laughs> and uh we'd have like these epic hanami things where we'd, we'd have like the picnic and then an after party and then an after after party and then an <laughs> after 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 party at rosetta stone wow did it you was, did you view cool. flowers at all then? Was we well, that's beside the point. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we had one outwardly gay friend, and he was he was super like in your face about it, you know. Sure. But um, I mean, I never really saw what it was like for him outside that bar. No one in the bar cared, you know. Mm-hmm. He he harassed me a little bit once. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, my cousin, she she's there with her girlfriend, but I. I got the sense from her that I I couldn't tell if they were they would be treated like outsiders for being lesbians or just for being Americans. Like it, yeah, it seems like already be just weird enough they'd just go like ah you're Americans whatever yeah that's strange they enough. They probably but, would they probably yeah when they, I think there is an understanding 
uh, or not, not even, understanding is the wrong word, but there's an, like, assumption, uh, a, uh, stereotype, sorry. Okay. There's a stereotype <laughs> that there, there are more gay people in the West, you know? Well, it's a, well, isn't that also like a, just a Western definition of sexuality that maybe Japan doesn't buy into? Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I think what happens in Japan is you get people that are like, um, they might have that aspect to their sexuality but they don't really pursue it because they feel a sense of duty to have a family it's not a part of their like, persona to get married to get married have kids mm-hmm. and like yeah it's like, and you may you may go to San Chomei you right. know yeah. and, and get your rocks off occasionally but what would, what'd you just say San Chomei that's a gay district in Shibuya oh, or no Shinjuku, Shinjuku. now I know. <laughs> yeah, now I know it's right next to the red light district like San, San Chomei is like yeah. third Chomei that's not true when I was in Japan you know where the gay district was mm-hmm. you're a hotel me. yeah Everywhere I went, that was also you got the same thing in Shibuya and we we when we did uh, karaoke, mm-hmm. but uh, I got that in 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 Shinjuku too, where it's like the dude going like massage, massage, mm-hmm. blow job, blow job. <laughs> wow, yeah. We Ooh, didn't take him up. I'll on take. It. I did. I t- I'll take four, and I can bring some home for, for gifts. So the. One other thing I wanted to stress on this show, and it, it goes back to Rosetta Stone, and I guess a little bit to all the microaggressions that I dealt with, and why I love <laughs> Rosetta Stone so much, is it wasn't that it wasn't really that everyone there was so nice. It's that they were so blind mm. to differences, you know, to different yeah. people. They didn't care at all, you know, and. It, like it got to a point that it was like comical how laid back these people were. Like, like how can they even survive in this society being this laid back? <laughs> what happened one night? And this, so uh, we ended the last show that I was on mm-hmm. with uh, the song "Fire After Fire" mm-hmm. by a group called Seikimatsu, which is like I guess an '80s group. And the owner of the uh, the owner of Rosetta Stone idolized them. I saw like this DVD of them, and they're, they're basically like a Japanese Kiss. They all had like. <laughs> Exactly the same kind of makeup as Kiss, and there was like this whole cannon attached. Where it, like, there was like a you know demon world or something. It's like really elaborate and like they have, a Sentai they show have, or like, something. Yeah, well, but they have like like demonic themes, and the, the, like the lead singer sits in like this throne and is really creepy and has like Gene yeah. Simmons style tongue. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine there can't be a Japanese guar. That word seems hard to pronounce. Guar. Oh, never mind. Guar. Oh, if you needed to be six Gua-ru. syllables, then so be it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so so he went through a real phase, and this is like this the owner of Rosetta's idol, and he went through a phase where he was playing the CD all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night we're sitting there, we're all hanging out, the CD's on, that song "Fire After Fire" is playing, mm-hmm. it's just like "Fire After Fire," Fire. yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, and he's off in the corner talking to one of the regulars, and the regular stops him and says, "He's like, uh, what do I smell?" And he's like, "What? What are you talking?" And the regular points and he's like, hey, what's going on back there? And uh, the owner of the bar, he turns around and he's like, oh shit. And he runs into the kitchen and we just see like, because this place was so small and dim, Mm -hmm. we just see a flat, like a blinding flash and we just feel this intense heat and all this smoke starts pouring out. (laughs) The place was on fire. (laughs) And then out in a second. (laughs) And he's, and we just hear like, shit, you know, from inside. Mm -hmm. And he comes out and he's like holding his arm like he just burned his arm. The fire's out now, but the place is filling with smoke. And he's like, all right, everybody out, everybody out. He calls the fire department. (laughs) Everyone 
goes outside the bar. They don't like go home or anything. They're just standing outside the <laughs> bar waiting for it all cl- to clear. My friend, uh, who is like at the time illegitimately involved with the owner, um, Ooh, no, uh, she and this happened like once a week. She would pass out at the bar. She's passed out at the bar as it's filling with smoke. And I'm like, hey, 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 we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> it's not safe in here. And she's like, Ehh. so I pick her up and I'm like carrying wow. this woman out Fireman on my shoulder. And then I get outside and a fire truck shows up and it's like sirens blaring in a mostly residential and area. The paper gets there, Hero Gaijin is on the front page. And then there's <laughs> like three other fire trucks right behind it. I'm like, holy shit, like the fire's not even, like the fire went out immediately. Mm-hmm. And there's four fire trucks. Dude's like, hut, 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 like jumping out of the trucks. They set up like a strategy table. It was like a portable table. They've got like portable lamps. And they're like, okay, here's the floor plan. I was like, it's a one room. Wow. <laughs> it's like the size of three tatamis. They're like you a know? garage band waiting for the first gig. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, how? And then, so, and then fire trucks keep coming in. By the end of it, there were 10 fire trucks lined up. For this I'm place. Bored. Me this, too. This place was not as big as a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> And they're running in and out, and, and this is going on for like an hour and a half. And finally, people get so bored, like, oh, wait, let me back up. So, we're like, we're, we're out there for an hour and a half, just like hanging out and like shooting the shit. We, we walk around to see if there's any damage externally, and there's like the grass is on fire. So, dudes just start peeing on the sparks. Wow. And stuff. I was like, wow, these <laughs> guys don't give a shit. And it, they finally get so bored of waiting for these firemen to do their job that. They just, like everyone just goes back inside and keeps ordering drinks. <laughs> uh, you know, the place is like full of smoke still, and there's like fire. And like they're doing like burning rangers, lighting blinding lamps on, on us and everything, and like the, the fire truck lights, and he's got like these dudes in these huge uniforms. Like, do you got any more whiskey? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and awesome. it was just like, yeah, it was just like these people are the best people. <laughs> That's all right. That sounds like a good, a good a close as any. Uh, we have been laser time, Greg. Thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you for. I don't. I don't know what. There is no other culture other than Japan that I think would be as entertaining to hear about. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I Am I wrong? No, let's what, find somebody what's... who lived in Singapore for a while. I bet they. I bet you. Shit. I bet you it's not as inter- it's not as interesting. Because mm. I, I don't think people speak a lot of English. They do, they speak a lot of English and it doesn't seem as individualistic as Japan. Mm. Wait, I mean, no, Japan is not individualistic. Sorry. I mean, well, I mean like uh it's a, it's a culture trying to bring there's, other there's cultures actively ball, together. Japan is a place a place of niches, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of niches. And it happens to be where most of the stuff we we like is from, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know of a lot of Singapore games that I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's your favorite Singapore manga? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that we have been Laser Time. You can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com. Hank? Oh, Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. We talk about uh, Japan sometimes on that. I just complained about it recently. <laughs> I just wish, you know, to say, if you want to hear me talk more about social justice issues, yeah. listen to that one. Uh, if I if I may just you know I guess what I want the takeaway to be is like you know there's a lot of frustrating things about living over there but um, you never you never know who you're gonna meet you know people are people and and it's the individuals that make white life worth living anyway you got to meet the bad to know the good when you see it so yeah. if you're in Japan good luck VGEmpire.com yeah, video game music podcast no Listen way for that to, to be elegant oh uh, yeah I <laughs> know uh, we've uh, done episodes uh greg did a shinobi episode back in the day mm-hmm. back in november 
Um, we also recently did Persona, Parabola the Rapper, Jet Force Gemini, Blast Core. Just did a Metal Gear Solid episode. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. Mm. So uh, Greg helped us out with a recent episode as well. So um, yeah, speaking of, of VG Empire, I did want to close this episode. It's not necessarily a Japanese song, but it's a video and song that I loved. The Seven Bit Hero tribute to Bubble Bobble, to Re- Bubble Dragon. Really love that song. Really love that video. Good night, everybody. Good night. So I'm a jet I'm a cuss boy. Bubble dragon.